Thank you for visiting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We pray the following message will be encouraging to you. For more information about us, visit us on the web at www.sanctuaryfellowship.org. Listen in as we start taking away the layers of religion and discover the joys of a relationship with the Creator. Amen, amen. Everybody, anybody ready for to hear just a little, little bit of the Word of God, kind of just to get charged up a little bit? Amen? There's something about... There's something about uh, being in an energy-charged, spirit-filled place to begin with. But then there's just something about the Word of God that if you let it get inside you, it's, it's good stuff. Amen. It's Duracell bunny time. Amen. Let me start with a quote that I've used before, but I love this quote. I want you to hear it again. The highest worship that we can offer God in this life is to live to love, to sing, to pray, to study, to spend, to invest, and to sacrifice in ways that will call as much attention as possible to the glory and the grace of Jesus Christ. Amen? The glory and the grace of Jesus Christ. See, it's, it's, it's just a, such a simple principle. When God gets the glory, we just receive grace. See how, how easy it is? God gets the glory and we walk in grace. It's a, it's a beautiful principle. And um, those of you that know, we're in the middle of a series called In Living Color. And we've just been doing a word study on, on the word worship. And kind of just, you know, I truly believe that we're called, as the word says, to be living sacrifices and to bring out the God colors in this world. Amen? And so if we're called to be living color, I found a new way to kind of say that to you. I, my, my desire, my heart is that all of you would be attractive. God has called us and given us the ability to be attractive. Amen? Tell somebody you don't have to be ugly no more. Attractive, God, the, the word attractive obviously comes from the root word attract, right? It means to, to draw, right? To attract. And the definition is having beneficial qualities or features that persuade or influence someone to accept what's being offered. Isn't that a cool way to put it? We're called to be attractive, right? See, for too long, people have made the church and religion and even God unattractive. We've made it ugly, Anybody have any experiences in that? We've made God, the church, religion, we've made it ugly. And, and, and we've made it unattractive to those outside of it. For whatever reasons, we've made the gospel not, we've made the gospel ugly to those that need it the most. You guys are good, thank you. We've made the gospel picture so ugly. We've made it sour. We've made it so distasteful that, you know, many through our own misleading, our own misguiding, through false doctrine to forced law. And, and while the gospel is certainly not pretty, there's nothing pretty about everything we've been talking about the last couple of weeks, right? All the blood, the sacrifices, the, 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 you know, the ripping of flesh and the pouring out of blood on the altar and the sprinkling of blood on people. Definitely not very pretty. Amen? Although, although there's nothing pretty about all of that blood, all, all about the gospel in general, there's something very beautiful about it, isn't it? Amen? How many of you know you don't have to be pretty to be beautiful? 
Somebody need to hear that today. You don't have to be pretty to be beautiful. And how many of you also know that everything that's pretty is not always beautiful? Amen? Ladies, receive that today. Every, not everything that's pretty is always beautiful. And so, you know, I know that you guys have been just sold such a lie. And, and we've bought into it. We've, we've believed such a lie. But the gospel, when you look at it from the Old Testament and all the laws and the orders and the sacrifice and the death, it can appear very sour, but when you bite into it, it just gets sweet. Amen? I don't want to trivialize it, but have you seen the Sour Patch commercials? First they're sour, then they're sweet. You've seen those commercials, right? There's, they're bad. They're, those things do some bad things, those, those Sour Patch guys. Hey, the last one I saw, the, the little Sour Patch candy was in a, in, a, in a tree, and it was squeezing a bird so that the bird could, you know, drop on, on the poor little kid's food or whatever was underneath. And the kid's like, oh, and then he looks up, and, and then he's like, he's sorry, and he comes and he hugs him. First they're sweet, then they're sour. Amen. Well, anyway, the last two weeks, I've just been doing kind of a mini series within the series. We've had the whole law and order thing going on, right? We did law and order. We did law and order SVU. And we just uncovered a small glimpse of what grace requires, what grace costs. And, you know, we, we, I, we got to see, and I, I hope that you got to see how serious God was about his worship. I pray that you started to understand how serious God is about his worship. And um, I just want to, uh, one of the most exciting things to me about grace and worship is how God is so good to me that God speaks to me. And, and, and I pray that you understand that how God speaks to us. And so one of the most like, fascinating things to me about grace is just the way God talks to me. Because like, I, I think to myself, I say, why would God talk to me? Right? Anybody ever had that revelation? You know, but yet God still talks to me, but yet God still loves me, but he still deals with me. So I just want to share with you real quick one of those experiences. If my notes don't fly away, can we turn that around? Thanks, Larry. I want to share one of those experiences with you in a message titled, I Can Fix It. Thank you, bro. See, about a year and a half ago, in my house, and everybody that lives with me know, knew this message was coming one day or another. In my house about a year and a half ago, it was before Thanksgiving of the year before. I started noticing a slight discoloration in the roof in my dining room. I ignored it, like many of us do, right? And then the slight discoloration started to have a little bulge. Anybody? Experience something like that? And so, and and... I ignored it. You know, I'm busy. I got things to do. I'm not, I'm not just, you know, that's prayerfully God, shando, but just let it go away. You know, you just pray that it just never materializes, right? And so, but of course, one day we, we come downstairs and I have um, these exposed beams in my dining room. And so one day, right through the exposed beams, this, this stuff that was causing damage, this water that was starting to kind of build there and make the discoloration, it made it toward the beam and it started dripping, just boom, right on the wood floor. So much so that the wood floor started getting a nice little bend on it. You know how water, water is a beautiful thing, but it does a lot of damage, right? And so... 
this, this thing now, now, you know, it, it became, it was, there was obvious signs that there was something going wrong. There was obvious, now, now there's water coming down. And so now what, what I started to do was, um, I meant to bring it today, but I, I, I didn't, I forgot about it. I, I found this big plastic basin in my house. It's used like to mix concrete. It's like five times the size of this. And so, you know, you, you go like that and you find exactly where, that leak is coming from, and you put it right underneath there, right? And at least for the moment, I took care of things, right? I could go on with my life and do other things now because that's, that's cool. That's going to last a while. That's going to catch the water, and it's not going to damage the floor and, and thing. Well, well, months went on in my house with this thing. I'm not lying. You can ask everybody in my family. It's just we've been busy, right? And so... Um, I, I tried to fix it right away. I, I, I ripped down the ceiling that was falling. And I looked, and I didn't find the leak. So I left it alone. And then little by little, um, and with the help of a lot of different friends and a lot of different people that know a lot more than I do, you know, we, we started tearing apart at it and started ripping things and started trying to find and trying to identify this leak. The thing is, it would leak sometimes and then stop. And so, you know, of course, I just say, well, that was prayer. Santo, holy... But then next week it will leak again. So I said, like, maybe I'm not praying hard enough. You know, I just, I wanted prayer to fix that thing. But how many of you know there's some things in your life that prayer is not going to fix? God wants you to fix. Amen? Not that prayer can't fix it. Don't get me wrong. Prayer can fix anything. But there's some things that God says, no, you do that. Because there's a lesson in that that I want you to learn. And that's what I love about God's grace. He teaches me and he speaks to us through things like that. So, okay. I... I um, ripped off, I started ripping pieces and pieces, and, you know, I had a friend that's a plumber, and he came, and, and we, we start looking for this leak. We try to identify the leak. We start putting on the sinks upstairs, because there's two bathrooms right above this leak. So, obviously, it's in one of those bathrooms, the problem. But the floors upstairs are dry. There's nothing that seems to be wrong, right? And so, you know, he tells me, I'm upstairs, and he's downstairs, put on the shower, and I put on the shower. You know, run around in that thing just to see if we can make a leak. That didn't work. Put on the other shower. That didn't work. Put on the sink. But flush the toilets. We flushed the toilets a thousand times. We could not recreate this leak, at least while the plumber was there. Once he leaves, of course, next day we're having dinner. Bloop, 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 bloop. We, we came to know this thing as our dining room fountain, Right? We, we started acting all bougie, like, you know, yeah, this is, uh, that's the fountain in our dining room. And, you know, we get to sit and just listen to water in the background. It became part of our, it really, it did. I know it sounds sad, but it became part of, and people kept telling me, you better call somebody, somebody better call. And I was like, I can fix it. And I get mad because I knew that if I couldn't at least recreate or find the problem, I knew somebody was just going to charge me to keep finding it. They were just going to charge me to do what I was doing. Just keep waiting and breaking and opening and, and trying to find it. And I said, if I find it, I can fix it. Amen? Or at least if I find it, I can get it fixed. Right? And people kept telling me, get professionals. Get Oh, I would get mad. I get mad when somebody, it's just a man thing maybe. I, get, I ain't paying nobody to just break stuff that I can break. I can break. I'm a good breaker. Amen? <laughs> I might not be able to fix everything, but I can break like anybody else. I'm good at breaking. So, all right. So one day, 
If this was, I mean, months went on now with this fountain in my living room. And, and uh, the, the, my friend comes again, the plumber, and, and, you know, he's a friend of mine. He's not charging me anything. We're just trying to figure this thing out. This thing is bothering him. He's losing sleep now. We did a bunch of things. Finally, we went outside and put, because there also happens to be a little roof above where that leak is. But it's, it was like five feet away. So I didn't, well, like four, three or four feet away. So I didn't think that could possibly be it. But when we went outside and put a hose... On the outside, it started coming in. And we said, we, he's a Christian. We were running around the house. Hallelujah! We found the leak. The following, it took me about a week or so to get the materials and to fix it. Because, you know, I had to step out of my bathroom window onto this little, little roof. And then, like, you know, repave it and retar it. And that's not, like, a lot of fun. I don't like heights. So I was not very comfortable out there. But anyway, it got done. And it's paved. And it's not pretty, but it's paved. It's It's sealed. And, you know, you got to use the tar, and the tar gets everywhere, and tar is really messy. That's a whole other message, right? But anyway, that got done, and, and, and it was dry, and I was just praying for rain. I couldn't wait for rain to come. Well, the next, like, maybe two or three days, it didn't rain, but I heard my kids one day, the floor is leaking again. And so it hadn't rained, but more water is coming down. So I was mad. I knew that the first leak, that there definitely rain was coming in. So I knew that was definitely a problem. So that, if that wasn't the main leak, that was a leak. So we fixed something. The first leak was the rain. Then one day I got fed up. I said, I can fix it. And, and I just, um, a friend of mine had given me all these power tools. And they were old and big. And one is a power, like a mini jackhammer. I said, that's it. This is me. And so I climbed this ladder with this mini jackhammer that's heavier than me and just started. And just there was powder and rock everywhere. I broke a hole up into the tile upstairs in the bathroom. That wasn't where the leak was. So I moved over and it just started ripping. I just got fed up and started tearing. I said, whatever it is I break, I can fix it later. But I got to find this leak. Right? So you guys that, that, that live with me know there's a, there was a lot of holes. But... One day, uh, I, I found another leak. I, I broke in. I started narrowing it down. I said, it's between the wall. No. And then as we broke and broke and broke and holes, no, it's not there. It's probably in this bathroom because the bathrooms are side by side. And so I figured it had to be in this bathroom by the tile. So one day, I took a hammer to it and started ripping. And when I opened it up, there was a fresh water pipe. Just it had a mist shooting out into the concrete, and that would seep into the wood, and it would take time for that little to just fill up the wood and saturate the wood and saturate all the concrete and make its way and make its way and leak. That's why it was so inconsistent. It's so hard to find. But when I found that leak, I was, I was just hallelujah and all over the house because now when you find the leak, we can fix it. So me and my friend, we fixed that leak. That leak took longer to fix because, you know, you had to, you had to cut pipe and get new pipe and, and weld and do all that stuff. But amen, we fixed that leak and I was so happy. It rained, nothing came down. A couple days passed, nothing came down. But one day I heard my kids again, there's water on the floor. I said, no. Well, mind you, I never closed up the hole because I just didn't believe it was ever going to go away. So I never closed up the hole. I just kept fixing things, but I left the big holes in my dining room. Sorry. And so, so my girl said, it's raining again. It's, it's dripping again. And I found that it was a smaller leak this time. And what I found this time, because you know, I had torn everything open, I saw it and it was a waste pipe. So one of the waste pipes from the second, the, the other bathroom on the other side that really doesn't get a lot of use, 
one of those waste pipes was dripping. Found that leak. That was one of those big pipes, so it was easy to just put putty, plumber's putty, and fix it and patch it, and it was good to go because there's no pressure on that pipe. Don't nod your head, man. That was, there's no need to replace all of that. That was a lot of work. Those pipes don't have a lot of pressure. Just when you flush the toilet, the waste goes through it, or when you rinse the sink or whatever, all the waste leaves your house through this big, you know, L corner bracket. It's really heavy and really big. I'd have to, like, rip up a whole floor to get it out. I put plumber's putty. It works really great. It hardens like steel. Put it on there. It was beautiful. Finally, I fixed the leak in my dining room. Say amen. amen. I waited for weeks without fixing that, that thing. I, as a matter of fact, I just fixed that thing because we had a, uh, it was 4th of July. I think we fixed it before the, I had a lot of people coming over the house and my wife said, come on, we're not going to have people. You know, I mean, there was big gaping holes in the dining room. I, I said, yeah, we can't play that off. People going to come over. That's going to be nasty. So finally, I fixed it. To this day, hallelujah, it's still dry. Why am I sharing this with you and what does this have to do with anything? It's such a cool thing. I want you to hear this. See, it's all about symbols. The Word of God, God uses symbols, right? And, and God speaks through us in numbers and symbols with things. And, and, and when you figure out, man, what this means, this. And, and wow, man, just, you know, when, when you allow and look around at your life, you'll see that God has been talking to you all along and you just never paid attention. Right? Because you wanted it to come from, from the way you wanted it to come. But God speaks to us through so many different ways. And, and it's, it's kind of, I guess he just wants to keep us active and alive and alert. And just looking for his, his will to speak to us. Instead of knowing, well, if I come here and this and if I do a certain thing, God's not into programs and routines. Everybody, everybody understand that? Right? God will speak to you the way he feels like speaking to you. Right? Because he's God. And, and, and we, he don't owe us nothing. We, don't, we, we can't put him in this little box and tell him how to talk to us. So, okay, what does this have to do? Well, our leak started in the dining room. What is the dining room? The dining room represents a place where we receive nourishment. A dining room is a picture of our spiritual life, our devotional life. The dining room is where you eat. The dining room is where you sit in fellowship. The dining room is, is, is where you're fed. And the word of God is, is likened to, we're supposed to eat the word, amen, drink the spirit, right? And so, so the, the dining room represents your devotional life. It's a picture of your devotional life. So the first leak was the rain. Rain is symbolic of trials, right? You know, when, when things are, when, when they say, well, when it rains, it pours, Right? Anybody? Everybody say, Amen. When it rains, it pours. What does that mean? That it's, it's, it has anything to do with the water outside? No. That means when I get hit with some stuff, I get hit with some stuff. Right? When it rains, it pours. Rain is symbolic of trials. Of when you're, when you're caught in bad weather, when you're going through the storm. Right? We, we say we're going through the storm. Right? It, we're, we're weathering the storm. It, it's rain is symbolic of things that we go through. But, you know, Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. Amen? The word of God says that the foolish, foolish is the builder who builds his house on the sand. The wise builder builds on a sure foundation so that when trouble comes, it'll stand. Amen? How many of you want like a pretty house right at the edge of the water? Right? I'd be terrified. No, I, I like the water view, but I don't want it right on the edge of the water so that when it rains and when the tide comes in, my house starts to, 
starts to buckle and go. Uh, yeah, the water view is nice, but I want it way away from the water view. I want to know that my house is on a firm foundation. Amen? That my house is sturdy, that it's strong, right? What's a house symbolic of? Us, your body. The body is the temple. Amen? You, you're getting the pictures? Okay. So, so what, what's the problem when the bad weather and all that? When the rain comes, you know, if you're on a sure foundation, it, it's going to be fine. But when the, when, you, when the trials and all that, when the rain starts getting in, then it starts causing damage. See, rain and troubles and trials, those are going to come. But when you start to let it get in the house, it causes damage. Some of you catching revelation, just feel it. So, so you see, when, when you know, those trials come and those tests come, we got to ask ourselves, and, 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 is it coming in? Because when it comes in, it discourages you understand? And when it comes in, it wears you down. It does damage to you. You know, this leak, I got to be honest with you, this leak so discouraged me, I wanted to sell my house. I was dead set. I was shopping, looking at condos and houses. I wanted to get out of this house. This leak had me so sick with this house. And this is a house that God gave me miraculously. I had no money. I had no credit. I had bad credit. I had no money. And I got this beautiful house on a corner in Mount Vernon that now I couldn't afford to visit. I, but I got it eight years ago when it was dirt cheap. I don't understand what happens in eight years that, that triples the value of a house, but it does. Amen? It's a God thing. So, so I'm ready to get rid of this house because it's leaky. I was so discouraged by, by, by that leak. I wanted to sell. See, when, when it's getting in, it was wearing me down. God doesn't want to wanna wear us down. God doesn't give us trials to wear us down. Right? How I many of you know in the Word it says God is for us? He's not against us, right? God is for us. He's to encourage us. He wants to build us up. He wants to make us stronger. And that's what those trials do. They build us up. They strengthen us. But when we let it get in, it causes damage. Amen? If your house is standing strong and you're sure of what you believe, then the rain can come because I know it's not getting in. I sit fine now when the rain comes. I used to dread it. I hated it. Because I knew there's water coming in my house somewhere. It used to stress me out. You know, and, and when we first bought the house, we loved it. We loved to sit in the room and just hear the rain. There's so many trees around the house, and the rain was just so soothing. Now it was a stressful thing. I'm popping tums just because <laughs> I'm stressed out. Because I know something's getting damaged. Something's getting, water's getting in, you know. And, and, and oh, please, start to, start to receive that. How does it show up? Let me give you some signs. How does it show up? How do you know if those trials and those testings are getting in? How do you know if you have a leak in your dining room in this area? Worry. Fear. Doubt. You're always feeling like you don't fit in. Always feeling like you don't belong. You're letting the rain in. So I'm going to let, let, let that sit in. If, if you're living in fear, if you're living in doubt, if you're always feeling insecure about things, then you, you're not standing on a firm foundation. There's water getting in. And, and we need to fix it. Amen? Second leak. The second leak that I discovered was the water coming into the house. It was the fresh water pipe. It was cold water coming into the house. That's the clean water that comes in. That's the water that supplies everything. That is symbolic of what? The living water, the Holy Spirit, the fresh water, right? So, so I, had a, I had a leak in that area. It, you know, that's the, the source 
The fresh water pipe is a picture of God. It's a picture of the Holy Spirit. It's the fullness of God that God wants to bring into our lives. It's fresh living water that nourishes, that cleanses, that brings life. When there's a leak in this area of your life, it means you're not receiving everything God has for you. Please receive this today. If it's leaking, it means you're not getting the full flow to every part of the house. It means the pressure is weakened. It means the flow is less. If there's a leak in this area of your life, you're not operating in the full power of the Holy Spirit. It's not getting in the way it should. You're wasting power. You're losing power. Amen? Examples or some signs. There's a loss of passion. If there's a loss of passion in your life, if there's a loss of desire, if there's a, 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 a something lacking, and you're not praying enough, you're not reading the way you used to or the way you should, you're not praying or, or studying or you're not even attending church regularly, you're not even enjoying fellowship with other believers, you're not growing, you're not getting fresh revelation from God, you're not realizing that God is talking to you in so many different things. You could blame this on the church, you could blame it on other people, but it's a leak in your dining room. Your fresh water pipe is leaking. When you fix that, see, all that water that was going, then I'm losing power other places in the house. That means all the way up in my attic, when I open the water, I'm not getting everything that I should be getting. I'm not getting everything that God has sent to me because there's hindrances. It's being wasted. It's being shot into the wall. I'm being caught in a bucket. And it's stealing my power. Amen? The third leak was a waste pipe. By the time I found this leak, it was nothing. I was so built up and encouraged from fixing all the other ones, I laughed at that leak. I said, ha, 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 It was funny to me, that leak. I said, is that all you can do? You know, I, I, I was so encouraged and excited. Why? Because the rain wasn't coming in anymore. Because I was operating in the fullness of God, the full power. My fresh water pipe wasn't leaking anymore. I had the full power of God in my life. I was praying, studying. Re- I was feeling it all. Amen? So this pipe was nothing. I grabbed some plumber's putty and built, bent that stuff and whap, and stuck it up there. And, and, and somebody told me, my plumber friend told me, that's enough. That's 10 years. I bought two of those sticks. I OD everything. Right? I, do, I go big on everything. So one of those sticks is like $15 and it's supposed to like, you know, you can fix like 16 leaks in the house. I used two whole sticks of putty on this thing. I built a whole new pipe out of putty. I said, this is not coming out of there. I am never going to hit that pipe again. The house will fall down. That pipe will not leak again. At least that was my mentality. Maybe I weakened it by doing that. I don't know. I don't know. But I just like to OD and make sure things are done. Amen? So the third leak that, that is, is, uh, is the waste pipe. What do you think that means? The waste pipe has to do with cleansing. Right? The waste pipe removes all the dirty water out of your house. The waste pipe removes all the impurities out of your house. Out of your house. See, the waste pipe it has to do with cleansing or a hindrance to cleansing. These pipes allow all of the waste to leave. Now, you can wash and you can clean all you want, but if that, if, you know, with, with that fresh living water that comes, but if that dirty water can't leave, it sits and it starts to back up. 
When there's a leak in this area of your life, you never feel clean. You never feel forgiven. Anybody ever been there? See, there's, you're never healthy. There's waste. There's things that God wants to get rid of and they're still in your house. Anybody ever had a sewage problem, a sewage black back up? Anybody house? No? There's a couple. You're embarrassed, but it's not your fault. You didn't do it. But when the sewers back up, everything backs up into your house. The waste doesn't leave. What does that mean? You're sitting in a lot of caca all over your house. There's caca in your sinks. There's caca in your kitchen cabinet. I mean, it's everywhere. If there's a backup, it's not, you're not being cleansed. Oh, I wonder how much in the spirit, how much caca we have. That's not being washed away. That's not being cleansed. I'm sorry, it's not a pretty picture this morning, but, but it isn't, is it? It isn't. Think of it in the spirit. It's not nice in the, in, the, in, the, in the natural either, in the physical either. My friend Jose has taken me to do jobs with him. You know, he said, I need your help. And, and we're draining because there's a sewage backup of, of five family buildings. Talk about the Lord humbling you. And, and, and to him, it's nothing. I, I'm like, I can't breathe. I can't, I, you know, and him is like, oh, nothing. Oh, you can put, you know, and I'm, I'm putting six gloves on. I put gloves up to my, 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 you know, and I'm walking in like an astronaut. I'm walking in stuff, you know, and, and he just like, hold that, hold that and, and spin it. And I'm spinning it and I'm doing it. And, and you know that whenever you're dealing with something nasty that you don't want to touch, it always will spark up and hit you on the lip. Right? 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 Well, that happened to me twice. Twice. What do you do when there's stuff on your lip? You, your hands are filthy. It, it was just humbling. It was humbling. And I believe God, God just had to humble me. Amen? We don't want that stuff backing up in your house. I don't want that backing up in your spiritual life either. See, it might, you might not see it as disgusting, but it's even worse. You know when somebody is backed up spiritually. Sorry. It's not a pretty picture. There's no other way else to say it. You know when somebody spiritually isn't clean, isn't just releasing, isn't getting washed. You know because it comes out ugly. It smells bad. You, you know there's people you don't want to be around. You know, you know people like that. It's, 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 it's septic. It's poisonous, the stuff. That's why we're supposed to be rid of it. It's poisonous to us. But even in the spirit, that stuff is poison to us. We need to flush our body with it. Amen? What are some signs that you have a leak in your waste pipes? Unforgiveness. Anger. Unconfessed sin. A lack of repentance. You don't feel conviction anymore. Things that used to bother you don't bother you anymore. Things, things that used to grieve your heart don't grieve you anymore. There, there's a backup. You're sitting in it. You, you don't even realize it anymore. You know why people could do the sick things that they do that we read about in newspapers and, and, and the news? Because they're so backed up spiritually. 
They're just sitting in so much mess of unforgiveness, of anger, of bitterness, of hate, of abuse. And when you just sit in that thing so long, you don't, you don't know it anymore. Those things don't bother you anymore. And you can do worse. Amen? See, when you've been, when you, this is, this is scientific. It's called olfactory fatigue. It, it's when the nose, the, the, the sense of smell gets fatigued and it stops telling you that you're in a place that smells bad. How many of you know, right? You've, you could be working someplace. People are working fish stores and fish markets and, and places that are nasty. Sanitation guys, sanitation guys, they don't stink to them anymore. There's olfactory fatigue. The sense of smell is tired of telling him, dude, this stinks. And so, but toward the end of the day, he don't smell it anymore. He's in it fine. He, he don't smell nothing. He'll smell it when he leaves and gets fresh air at home and then comes back. So, oh, that, those clothes stink. But, but when those clothes are on you all day, you don't smell it anymore. You get, and, and in the spirit, it's the same way. When you're in sin, when you're in unforgiveness and you're in bitterness and you're in anger, when you're operating that stuff and you're not letting the Holy Spirit just wash that out of you, you're not letting yourself be cleansed, you're not letting yourself be nourished, there's a leak and that waste is still sitting in there, you, you know it, but, but you don't even smell it anymore. You don't even feel it anymore. What happens? You start blaming everybody else around you. I'm leaving the church because that pastor, I'm not being fed there. I'm leaving because the, the people in that church don't even like me. There's no fellowship there. Everybody in there is a hypocrite. Everybody's a two-faced. Everybody, and it's everybody, everybody. But it's, it, maybe, maybe it's you. Amen? Tell somebody, you don't have to be ugly anymore. So how do you know when you have to check for leaks? Okay, it shows up first in a discoloration, in a break in the pattern of your covering. You know there's a hole in your umbrella when it's not protecting you from the rain anymore. You know there's a hole in your roof when it's leaking, when you got buckets like this all over your house. You know there's a problem. The covering isn't working anymore. This is just temporary. This is not going to solve your problem. There's bigger issues that you need to look at. Amen. So, so how do you, you know, when, 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 when there's stuff in there that don't bother you, all of a sudden it's getting in, it's breaking you down, it's causing damage. I, I told you, I used to enjoy the rain in my house, but during this period, I, couldn't, I dreaded whenever I heard it was going to rain. Because I knew stuff was going to get messed up. You know you have leaks when you have to put buckets all over your life. You know you have leaks when you have to put buffers all over your relationships. You know you have leaks when, when you're walking around with, with, with kind of just covering things up and, and, and just, just kind of temporary fixing stuff. You know there's leaks in your house. You know that there's leaks in your life when the water pressure's low. When, when, you know, if there was ever, I'll challenge all of you with this, if there was ever a time when you felt fuller and felt more of the presence of God in your life, there's probably a leak. And we need to do something about it today. How many say no more buckets? Right? No more buckets. Amen? How many want to fix the roof once and for all and have it good and be good? Amen? Or, or do you guys like limping and struggling and being in wheelchairs spiritually and having spiritual crutches all over the place and having buckets and having... No, I, I, I want to live full. Amen? 
I want the full power of God running, running in my house. You know there are leaks when the water pressure is low. So how do you find these leaks? Well, you got to tear down the walls. Whoo. You know I'm closing. I'm at the end. So at least be happy about that if nothing else. You got to tear down the walls. What's, what's the symbol of the walls and the stuff? Well, those are things that are covering up the real issues. Right? You don't need a PhD in theology to figure that out. The walls that we need to tear down are the things, that stuff that's hindering, it's covering up real issues. You have to be unafraid of what you might find. You have to be willing to make a mess. You have to be willing to take a risk. You got to be willing to have a mess until you get to the source. There might be some serious emotions some of us need to tear through. To find this source. There might be some really big walls you might have to tear down. To see where this leak is coming from. You might have to deal with some serious baggage. But you have to get fed up with your situation enough to say. And not care what it's going to take. You got to be able to just say to yourself. God in you I can fix it. Who's willing? Who's willing? Who's willing? To say, I can fix it. You know, we can sit back and, and, and we can, you know, we can uh, look at the holes in the floors and in the ceilings and, and we can keep putting buckets and, and we can keep being duct tape professionals, right? Uh, guys can do incredible things with duct tape. There are things in my house that will be forever repaired in duct tape. But it works, right? But, but I, that's not how I want my spiritual life, amen? As I'm learning to fix things, I, I fix things and I don't duct tape them anymore. But a lot of us are duct tape pros, right? Come on, admit it. See, I was fed up. I was desperate. And that's where we need to be today. You can choose to live with the buckets in your dining room. You can kid yourself and treat them like fountains. Like we said, that's our dining room fountain. It's not. There was a problem in my house. It was getting ruined. My house was getting damaged. My house was going to be destroyed if I didn't deal with this issue. We can have these things, and you know what those buckets are? They're, they're those things that we tell everybody, well, that's just how I am. That's who I am. That's how I roll, however you want to say it, right? Well, that's, that's who I've always been. That's who my mother raised. That's who I was. I went through a lot of junk growing up, so that's how I am. No, 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 no. That's duct tape and buckets, family. Let's fix it. And, 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 and you can fix it. Amen. You're going to need to choose to tear down some walls, find out where the leaks are coming and fix them for good. Family, I want to help you build strong foundations for your families. I want to help you to live under the full flow of the power of God. I want you to have living water flowing abundantly. I want to help you deal with the caca, the waste in your life. I want you to have it. I want it to be daily being cleansed and removed from your temple so that you can be purified and presented to God holy and spotless as his bride. Because that's what God wants for us. Does anyone want to borrow the jackhammer today? Can we just bow our heads? Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble. But the best part of that verse says, but fear not because I overcame the world. 
He paid the price with his life so that you can be fully restored, fully washed, fully alive, fully alive. Family, would you let your worship, would you let your lifestyle of worship be the jackhammer that tears down walls? Would you stop worrying about the mess that you might discover? Just, just be filled and let God tear stuff down so he can build it back up. Do you think it was any coincidence that Jesus by trade was a carpenter? Couldn't he have chosen anything he wanted to be? And he came to us in the form of a baby who grew up and learned the trade of carpentry. His message to us today is, I can fix it. I can fix it. You don't have to be ugly anymore. God says, behold, I make all things new. Would you just stand with me and just pray? Father, we just thank you, Lord God, that you are the master carpenter, Lord God. We thank you that you're the builder. We thank you, Lord God, that you are the author and finisher of our faith. We thank you, Lord God, that what you start, you complete. We thank you, Lord God, that what you fix can never be broken again. What you fix gets fixed right, Lord God. We thank you that you don't offer a temporary solution. We thank you that you don't, you don't give us buckets and duct tape. We thank you that you paid the full price so that we would be made brand new, Lord God. And Father, I just pray, Lord, today that we would just receive that, that newness, that we would receive that freshness, that we would receive, Lord God, and allow the hand of the carpenter to work to fix it, Lord God. Thank you, God, that you can fix it. If that's your attitude, would you just, in, the, in our closing moments now, would you just kind of come come and just say God no more buckets for me no more buckets for me I want you to fix it I want you to repair it for good I want it to be done do whatever I'm desperate I want to tear down walls I'm desperate I want to find the source I want to discover where those leaks where I'm losing power where I'm getting damaged I want to know where all that hurt comes from I want to know where what, what, what's holding me back God You know, the most beautiful part about grace is that grace is not like me. Grace doesn't need a year and a half to fix three leaks. God could, God could do it. God could do it just like that. Just like that. God says, I can fix it. I got the right tools. I got all the materials I need. I have all the expertise. I built you. I can fix you. All it's going to take is surrender. Surrender. Remember in the beginning we said, if God gets the glory, then we get the grace. So please, church, just give him the glory. 
Give Him the glory today in everything. Give Him the glory. Release those things that are holding you back. Take, rip the duct tape off the stuff. Move the buckets. Let the water go all over the place. Let it get messy. Let the floors get ruined. Let the beams fall. Let, let everything just be, become, say, God, I just lay it down at your cross. And I trade it in for a new house today. God wants to do some extreme home makeovers in the spirit today. Just let your worship build up. Let your worship do it.
Dear Lord, we just thank you for today, Lord God. Lord, we thank you that you're the master builder of our lives, Lord Father God. Lord, right now, all these people here, we give you our hurts, our pain. Lord, those things that we've held on to that have been walls in our lives, Lord Father God. We give them to you, Lord Father God. Lord, we no longer hold on to excuses for why we do things and how we act or why we behave this way. Lord, we give it to you and we ask that you break it, Lord. That we will no longer have excuses, Lord God. Lord, cleanse us, Lord Father God. Cleanse us, Lord God. Lord, that fresh water, let it flow through us, Lord God. Lord, right now we receive, we receive your healing, Lord God. Lord, we receive your healing, Lord God. We receive your healing, Lord God. And in receiving your healing, we forgive, Lord God. We forgive those who hurt us, Lord. When we were little and we, we felt abandoned, Lord, we forgive them. We release them from the jail we have placed them in, Lord Father God. Lord, we, we forgive those who have hurt us as teenagers Lord and as young adults and young married people Lord we forgive and we release we forgive our fathers and our mothers Lord Father God we give it all to you Lord God Lord because in that forgiveness Lord we are made stronger Lord Father God in that forgiveness we are made in your image Lord God so Father God we thank you Lord we raise our hands to you and we receive all that you have for us Lord God we seal this, Lord. We seal your word in our hearts today, Lord God. Lord, we fix, we fix, we allow you to fix the leaks in our lives, Lord God. Lord, continue to do the work, Lord God. Continue to do the work, Lord. Lord, I come against Satan. Lord, speaking into their minds and telling them that nothing has changed, Lord God. I come against that in the name of Jesus, Lord, because you are powerful, Lord God. He has no power in our lives, Lord Father God. You are powerful, Lord God. So I bind a demonic trap, Lord, that same old reasoning, that same old trick, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. I plead the blood of the Lamb over your people, over their minds, over their emotions, over their bodies, over their souls, over their spirits, Lord God. Let your blood consume them, Lord God. Let your healing consume them. And let your love flow through them, Lord God. Lord, I pray that when people see them this week, they would see them beautiful, Lord God. That it would be you that they see, Lord God. No longer these old, worn-out bodies, Lord God. But, Lord, new creations. New creations, Lord. And I pray that they would be instruments that would attract those that are lost and hungry like they were, Lord God. I just thank you, Lord God, for your transformation in their lives, Lord God. We give it all to you, Lord God. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise, Lord God, for you alone are worthy, Lord God. For you alone are worthy, Lord God. Lord, you alone you alone can change us. You alone, Lord God, and we give it to you, Lord. We love you, God. We love you, God. We love you, God. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thank you for supporting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We are a new and growing church with a passion and a heart towards enjoying God, serving people, and building healthy families. We pray that you will continue to fellowship and grow with us as we follow hard after God. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.sanctuaryfellowship.org. God bless.